Welcome to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Longtime listeners may have noticed we have a new theme song. Faith, we have a new theme song because it's a new year. This is our first show in 2022, and it's also our first show in well over a month. It's been too long, but I think we have a good one tonight. So what we're doing here in 2022, we've retooled the show a little bit. It's going to be a little less scripted, a little more conversational. We're also going to try and keep the runtime down. Why? Because we want this to be the podcast you listen to when you're driving to work or when you're on the treadmill working off those extra holiday calories. <laughs> it is 2022. We just had New Year's faith. Did you make any resolutions this year? Not really. I don't really do resolutions. I don't either. I just resolved myself to eat healthy and yes. and continue working out. We we joined a gym, so I we're feel like that's a life thing, you know, like it not is a even life like thing. a year thing, because I don't want that to be just just reflect on this year, you know. Certainly, certainly, I'm sure all of you out there can. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They can uh, relate. Relate to it. There you go. <laughs> there it's you late. Go. It's midnight. <laughs> The witching hour. It is the witching hour. So some things have changed around here, some things have not. We will still have the fake news, and we will still endeavor to bring you the best horror, sci-fi, and cult movie and television analysis and reviews that we can, which is why we're now the Late Night Fright Horror, Sci-Fi, Cult Movie, and Television Podcast. (laughs) So there you go. We have a good one tonight. From 1967, we are talking about the first episode of the classic sci-fi series, The Invaders, from Quinn Martin, starring Roy Thinnes as architect David Vincent. What do you say, Faith? You want to just get right to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. How does a nightmare begin? For David Vincent, architect, returning home from a business trip, it began at a few minutes past four on a lost Tuesday morning, looking for a shortcut that he never found. sign that gave hope of black coffee. It began with a closed deserted diner and a man too long without sleep to continue his journey. to come, David Vincent would go back to how it all began many times.
The Invaders. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Roy Finnis. With guest stars Diane Baker. J.D. Cannon. James Daly. John Milford. Tonight's episode, Beachhead. So how does the nightmare begin? Well, you heard a little bit right there. The show premiered on January 10th, 1967. Incidentally, this show is being released 55 years to the day after The Invaders premiered on television. It was a Quinn Martin production. Quinn Martin is most famous for the television series The Fugitive. The Fugitive is the show that The Invaders was attempting to replace in a way. It had been okay. monumentally successful on television. It starred David Jansen. It was later adapted into a very popular movie starring Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. They were looking to replicate the success of The Fugitive, and they called upon Larry Cohen. Larry Cohen is familiar to horror audiences for his films It's Alive. That was a trilogy. Cue the Winged Serpent. That is an excellent movie. We need to get to that on the show. The mm -hmm. Stuff is another good one. He also worked in the black exploitation genre. He did Hell Up in Harlem and Black Caesar. He also co-created the show Branded, the show that they talk about in The Big Lebowski. If you're familiar with Lebowski, you've heard him talk about Branded. <laughs> you know, Arthur Digby Sellers wrote the bulk of the series, 167 episodes, <laughs> which is amazing considering Branded was only on the air for a year. <laughs> kind of cool, right? I love it. <laughs> From General Hospital, Roy Thinnis stars as architect David Vincent. He sees a UFO land. He knows that the aliens are here. He knows that the aliens are plotting an invasion. And guess what? No one believes him. Nope. Larry Cohen was inspired by Alfred Hitchcock. He said he was inspired by those movies where the guy knows that something is afoot. He brings the authorities to the place where he sees the bad guys doing their thing, and they're not there anymore. There's no evidence that they were ever there. So that is the conceit of this show. What happens when you combine this show with The Night Stalker? You get The X-Files, the show. Very influential show. We're talking about the first episode tonight, Beachhead. The Invaders airs on MeTV every Sunday morning at 4 a.m. as part of their super sci-fi Saturday night. But guess what? You didn't hear it here. You can watch rips of it on YouTube. The whole series I need is to up. do that. All 44 episodes. We're going to get to the first one. So... David Vincent sees the UFO land. He tells people about it, and they don't believe him. The aliens try to kill him, and that's about that's about it that's with about this it. episode. And he's off on his journey to try and let people know and to stop the alien invasion. Faith, what did you think of Beachhead from the Quinn Martin production team? <laughs> uh, I loved it. I was really drawn to this this episode and I don't think I realized it was the first episode of this show until after we watched it and it kind of made me like oh wow like I really liked it more because it's just really good it makes me want to go watch the whole entire series I just don't need to go binge watch anything right now <laughs> so I got hip to this series through me tv through sci-fi saturday nights Fingouli is the anchor of that night uh his program airs uh seven central uh eight on the east coast and what happened was MeTV is so great, they'll let you know 
uh, what kind of notable episode they might have coming up. And they had mentioned that Gene Hackman was in an episode of The Invaders that was coming on that night. And I'm a huge Gene Hackman fan, so I tuned in. I remembered hearing rumblings uh, about The Invaders when I was a kid. It was one of those shows that was mentioned as very good, you know, influential, but it just didn't come on anywhere back then. It's, these are the days of three channels, right. you know, three, four, <laughs> five, six channels. So it just didn't come on anywhere I could watch it. But I was familiar with it, and I, I vaguely remembered uh, the concept of it and watched that episode with Hackman, and I got hooked into the show. And I, and I DVR it every week, and I watch it. And they just started the first season, so this was very fresh in my mind as we're getting into the new year and getting into the new attitude here with the show. Mm -hmm. The thing about this is I think it's very uh, relevant for our times, which is one reason why I thought we needed to talk about it on the show. But let's talk a little bit thematically about what's going on here. First off, the guy is sleeping. Which, which I think is a, is an interesting symbolic take on this. The guy's sleeping. Right. He wakes up, he sees something, and no one else sees it. So there you go. There's something. <laughs> the other thing that I like about this is they don't name the aliens throughout the series. Right. You can tell who they are by a deformity. They have no pulse. They have no blood. But other than that, they look just like me and you. Some people have asserted that the aliens are a take on the communists. You know, uh, the Cold War was on at the time of the production of this show. You could read that allegory into it, but I actually think it's kind of like the Michael Myers mask in Halloween. You can read anything you want to on it. Right. For my money, it's the movie about a guy who's awake and knows something is going on, and he's the only one that knows on, and you can't wake up the population to the truth of the matter. And I think that's very relevant yes. for the times that we live in. Of and course. you were talking, uh, you had an interesting take on the aliens. Well, yeah, because the aliens in this are, they look like your everyday next door neighbor. And I find that interesting. I mean, they're, you know, I, when I'm comparing this in my head, I even compared it like, like to signs. That's creepy that you have these unknown things you know, creeping on your front porch. But it's also just so creepy that, like, these things are trying to take over that look like you and me. And it feels so relevant to today. It really does. And not only are they creeping around you and you don't know who they are, they have infiltrated every aspect and pillar yes. of society from the government down to local law enforcement, which is uh -huh. which is where things get kind of scary. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> so I think it's an absolutely brilliant concept. What we learn as the series goes on, when the aliens are killed, they, they disintegrate, leaving no trace. And if they're holding some of their equipment, that disappears with them when mm -hmm. they disintegrate. They're the perfect villain I know. for paranoia. I know. Because <laughs> you can't prove their existence. <laughs> Really, really wonderful stuff. You can see shades of this show in series like The Incredible Hulk, where you have a guy kind of on the run, you know. Yeah. Different take, but kind of the same thing. Now, The X-Files, though, you can oh, definitely yeah. see the influence of The X-Files. For sure. Uh, of The Invaders on The X-Files. And they actually cast Roy Thennis in three or four episodes. He played a half-human, half-alien hybrid. So as a That's nod cool. back to one of the one of the shows that inspired yeah. that series. And again, Night Stalker and the Invaders equals the X-Files. We might be talking about the Night Stalker sooner rather than Just later. Might. It's possible. <laughs> so what do you think about the conspiratorial elements of this? Because you see it here. He goes to local law enforcement and they either don't believe him or they're in on it. So right. what do you do? Right. I, I mean, again, that kind of, 
It kind of feels like what's going on in the world today. Or yes, does it, it does. Not? We're about you, to get to that. You don't know who you could speak to about certain things right. because you don't know if they are agreeing with you or if right. you know they're against you and just going along with it. But you're giving you have them all family this members. You have family members turning in other family members for right, quote unquote crimes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, interesting times. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, let's talk about. Uh, Roy Thin is, is David Vincent. He is the heart of the show. He is in every episode. He's the only character that is in every episode. This show has an uneven uh, watch. It's an uneven watch. They they didn't quite know what to do with it. I prefer the first season and then the second half of the second season because he assembles a team of what they call the believers who start fighting the aliens with him that he get that he gets on his side. So that's cool. But it's an anthology style show, much like the Twilight Zone, the Outer Limits, those kind of things. It very much resembles the Fugitive, which is kind of an anthology show too. But uh, he is he's our he's our eyes and ears throughout this. And uh, what did you think of David Vincent? Now I know you've seen one or two episodes past this, but right here in this first episode, what what were you getting from him? I liked him. Did you see what what was he on the? Um, he was on uh, General Hospital. Yeah, and I, he was I, one of the most popular characters on General I Hospital. I don't get back a in the day. soap op, like a soap vibe from him. You know what I mean? I don't. I feel like he just. I don't know. He was really cool. I liked him a lot. He he's a he's a very kind of edgy everyman. You yeah. Know? Um. And and seeing him spiral into this was is really interesting because he seems like a pretty. He was a well put together guy. You don't get to see him too much right. before this happens because the show opens as as you just heard there, with with the incident with him seeing this. But then you're into it, and yeah. and he is slowly kind of going crazy. They they try to kill him throughout the show, and it's it's kind of a slow burn into it's not you know sweaty eyed madness, but it's more like oh he's alone, just this right. complete sense of loneliness that starts to come over. And that's where I start getting the idea. The Fugitive, of course, you know, he has that element. But like the Incredible Hulk would maybe be something where this guy's just so completely alone. So alone. You know? And, and that, the, he, that, that alone, no pun intended, is enough to make you, you know. He doesn't know who to trust. Right. Sometimes. Well, you have, you have this big issue going on, and that's, that's already enough to, you know, make you go crazy. You've got aliens taking over. But then it's like. Like you said, who do you trust? You're you're all alone in this, and it's just and even there are worse. times throughout this he doesn't trust himself, right? Which it's I think it's a really good performance. He's he's my I favorite so, aspect sure. of this show, and he's besides the big concept, which I think is wonderful. There's a great video on YouTube by Rerun Television, and they kind of go into a very mini review of the whole series, and they said one of the problems with the series is that they didn't trust the concept of the alien invasion enough, and they kind of got into like problem of the week, you know. Um, but the the concept, the, the overarching story is really great. Oh, yeah. But he is really wonderful. And even when the episodes aren't as good as they maybe could be, he's really wonderful. And so I think I think it's just a really wonderful show. So let's get to it. We have a guy who's awake. We have a guy who's seen things as they really are. We're living in these really, really, really weird times. Bizarro world. It's bizarro world. <laughs> I don't care what side of the fence you're on. I I, I dare anyone to tell me that these times if you, are normal and if you close your eyes and take a deep <laughs> breath that things just feel completely right and normal. Nope. So I want to bring up something here called Operation Mockingbird, which is the which is a CIA program. It's an information and disinformation program that the CIA ran slash runs. 
I want you to do some research on your own. Don't take my word for this. Verify everything I'm, I'm telling you. Six companies own the media that you consume. Six companies own the news that you consume if you are still imbibing mainstream news, mm -hmm. which means that there's a party line, which means that the party line is probably propaganda, which means they are silencing dissenting voices. They silenced a sitting president. They have silenced members of Congress. Big tech has done that from social media platforms, okay? A civilized society cannot continue without dissenting voices. Now, if this is upsetting you, I'm not meaning to upset you. What I'm, what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across is I don't care if you have a differing opinion from me. What I want is for us to want to go to the same place, mm -hmm. kind of like in a football game. If we need 10 yards, we, we know we need 10 yards. Are we going to run it or are we going to pass it? That's the question. I don't care if I want to run it and you want to pass it. Let's see what we can come up with. There are people in this world that want to take us in a completely different direction than where we need to go. And you can laugh all you want to, but conspiracy theorists said two, three years ago that one day there would be passports, health passports. What's been rolling out across the world? Health, health passports. passports. So what is conspiracy is truth in six months. You can, you can, always, you can always put a clock on that. Yep. So if you think I'm kidding about the news and that you know there are awake people out there who are seeing this like david vincent is in the invaders again the invaders you can put anything you want to onto those aliens and it just seems very relevant for the times i'm going to play this let's play this for them and okay. let's let's see see what they think right. this is just audio we we got this off of youtube you can watch the video it doesn't matter if you hear it it's the same thing these are these are uh, newscasters from all over the country here in america they're parroting the same thing. Remember, six companies own your news. Here you go. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 It is indeed extremely dangerous. I don't know if I caught that. I mean, I might need to hear it one more time. You might. You know? <laughs> it, it kills me, too, because we don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. 
right. another bit of misinformation, I guess. <laughs> um, it is extremely dangerous. And again, when you see things, sometimes yeah. you can't unsee them. So right. if anyone out there has a different take on that than I do, I would love to hear from you for real. I, we, you know, uh, late night fright podcast at gmail.com. It sounded like a hive mind collective, didn't it? Oh, it sure did. It really did, didn't it? It did. The invaders are here. The invaders are indeed here. And they've been here. And they've been here. And they have infiltrated every aspect of society. So again, the show is very timely, celebrating its 55th anniversary today at the time of this release. Yeah. And that was serendipitous. We didn't plan that. It just kind Not of happened. It's a really wonderful show. I urge all of you to watch it. Again, you didn't hear it here. You can watch it on YouTube, and it is also available. You can watch it on MeTV here in the United States. It airs as part of their Super Sci-Fi Saturday block. It is the 4 a.m. show, 3 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Math gets me sometimes. But um, I think they're... it's uh, Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. So it's, uh, it's really worth a watch. It's worth your time. If you like the X-Files and you like things like Kolchak the Night Stalker, and you like Creepy Crawlies, this is the show for you. So something to think about there. Really great show. I think this pilot episode does a great job of, of establishing what the show is going to be about. Yeah. And it's kind of scary that it's 55 years old, and it is still speaking yeah. to the times that we find ourselves living in. Yeah, so, terrifying, huh? Kind of terrifying. Yeah. Hive Mind Collective. Look up Operation Mockingbird. Look it up. Information, disinformation. There's a great Canadian report. I'm going to leave a link to the YouTube clip uh, in the uh, in the show notes for both clips. That clip that we just played in for this great Canadian clip on how the uh, propaganda tools go. Just remember, if you don't have dissenting voices, you don't you don't have a civilized society. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a very short break, but as we promised, you know, the fake news, it hasn't gone anywhere. So uh, we're going to take a short break. This is a news break. So be sure to stay tuned for all of the fake news not fit to print. I am Dan and and we will see you on the other side. Reports that the President of the United States shat himself at a recent press conference have been grossly exaggerated. He did indeed shit himself 20 minutes before he was to go live on television, but his handlers were able to get his pants changed before he went on air. We would also like to add that he pissed himself after returning to the Oval Office. January 6th marked the one-year anniversary of the protest at the Capitol in Washington, D.C., Lawmakers didn't miss a chance to equate that event with both Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Yes, events where thousands lost their lives were equated with an event where Capitol Police killed an unarmed woman. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And don't be afraid of a little hyperbole. In international news, Australia has gone full-on 1984. And if they keep this up, we're only going to be one step away from full-on Mad Max. We're at two right now. That is the news. You can reach us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We'll be right back. P.S. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. Look it up.
Welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror, Sci-Fi, Cult, Movie, and Television Podcast. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, that's what she said. There it is. Welcome back. I am Dan. And I am Faith. All right, we're going to close up shop here on The Invaders. I feel like this is, is something that people really need to check out. Oh, yeah, I think so. I want to add a few things, uh, kind of superficial to it. Uh, I love the style of this show. I feel like we've lost a little something, how it starts off with... You know, the Invaders, a Quinn Martin production, and then they yeah. tell you who's in the show. And people say, you know, we're living in the golden age of television. I think, you know, there uh, were a lot of good dramatic shows back in the day that hold up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like for the, for at least you and for me, like, I feel like I tend to gravitate towards like older stuff, stuff today. I'm just like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, this just doesn't do it for me. There's no character or like personality to a lot of these things. Another show that this can be compared to is The Outer Limits, which is a, another really, really well done show from way back in the day. And they share a composer, Dominic Frontieri, uh, wrote the themes for both of these. The music is so good in The Invaders. And he also wrote the theme to Hang Em High, the Clint Eastwood movie. Nice. That was later a big hit single for Booker T and the MGs back in the day. So a lot Even of things have changed. We used to have yeah. instrumental hits yeah. on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things have changed, but this is really good. Check it out if you get the chance. I, I hope that you all do. I hope that you all take a moment and just kind of look and 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 see how relevant it is to today. It's scary. I think I think so. I think hearing the little news bit that we played is scarier than than you know Elm Street. <laughs> yes. So. It affects all of us. It really does. It does. Uh, we, don't, we don't mean to scare you. We just, you know, no, we're just we're doing just... a little analysis here. Yeah. But look up Operation Mockingbird. <laughs> all right. Well, we're about to uh, finish it up here. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. Be you a spook, specter, astral traveler, or alien envoy from Dimension X. We go. welcome each and every one of you. We'd also like to say hello to all of our listeners in Australia. We have been doing very well on the charts in Australia. And we would like to say hello to each and every one of you down under. We hope you're doing well. We know things have been difficult down there. Yes. If we can give you a few minutes of fun and solace, we hope that we've done that. If we've done that for any of you around the world, we, well, it's, that's why we're here. Exactly. So we love talking about horror movies and, and television and things like that. And we just want to share this conversation and maybe give you a few minutes to step away from the real world. I know tonight we talked about some real world stuff, but it needed to be, needs to be addressed sometimes so mm -hmm. um if you'd like to get in touch with us you can at late night fright podcast at gmail.com we'd like to hear from each and every one of you and we have a real treat for you on the next show we mentioned it earlier but we're going to do the night stalker mm -hmm. that's right that's right carl kolchak the night stalker it. we're doing this is the original 1972 television movie starring darren mcgavin now I don't know if this is available on YouTube, but I can tell you this. It is available through Creature Features, the show that airs out of the Bay Area. They have, uh, well, actually, yes, it would be on YouTube because they have a yeah. YouTube channel. So, I was just thinking. But you can also add that to your uh, Fire Stick or your Roku or any uh, streaming device you might have. They did it very recently, and uh, it's a very good episode. It's a great movie. And as an added bonus, John Stanley, the former host of Creature Features, was in the guest chair that night so great flick i can't wait to talk about this so i can't wait to see it as i said we're, we're taking the show in a new direction it's a little easier on us uh we hope it's a little easier on you we want this to be uh your cup of coffee listen your drive in to work your treadmill your workout listen you have been so loyal and so fun and so supportive 
uh, with us. And so we're just trying to make the show better and uh, hopefully a little more fun and just get in and and get to it and and get out. Yeah. I saw a man at the grocery store got in a car and uh, he walked past. He had his phone and his earphones. And I was wondering, I'm like, wonder what he's listening to while he's grocery shopping. Well, maybe he'll be listening to us next week, you know? Hopefully so. (laughs) If you have any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share with us, send them to late night fright podcast at gmail.com. Who knows? We may read them on the air. Let us know how you're doing with those resolutions. Let us know if you are privy to the alien invasion that is happening right now, like David Vincent. (laughs) We'd uh, we'd love to share your story here on the air. It'd be nice to have an exclusive on the late night fright, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, So next week, the 1972 made for TV movie, the Night Stalker starring Darren McGavin. I want to make sure you are watching the movie and not the series because they did two TV movies and then they did a series. So we're talking about that original movie. It's really good. I think you're all going to like it if you haven't seen it. So, Faith, it's been fun, but it feels yes. like it's that time, doesn't it? It does. If we snap our fingers on the count of three, can we make the magic happen? Let's see. Ready? One, two, three. It happened. Wait, we're magic. We are magic. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next week for the Night Stalker. Faith, take us home. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your monster monster on on a leash. See you on the other side. I know I can find an answer to this if you'll only help me. This is the final word, Vincent. The bottom line. For your own sake, let it end here. Whatever you're planning, let it end here. I wish I could. here in the forgotten town of Kinney, perhaps in Bakersfield, perhaps at some undiscovered beachhead in another state or another continent, perhaps for David Vincent, it will never end.